When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another episode. And as you can see by the title, I'm bringing back my ramblings and musings episodes, and I think it's definitely do time for one of them because I have been swimming and let me not even say swimming I have been drowning in dramas right now I've been drowning in them and it's time I kind of recap you and let you all know where I am and with all of my ramblings and musings episodes I like to take them as such it's going to be a little rambly I'm going to start talking at lengths about dramas kind of maybe artfully or maybe not so artfully. So bear with me, but it's definitely going to be pretty laid back, chilled, more conversational as well. Most of my episodes are, but definitely for my ramblings and musings, I want it to be kind of really calm and, and laid back and chill. Just me shooting the breeze with you all about what's going on in K-drama land and um, with Lola. So let's jump into it. I'm not going to waste any time because I think I have a lot to say, a lot to talk about. So this might actually be a longer episode, but you know, fingers crossed, (laughs) it's not too bad. Um, But I am going to be covering quite a few dramas and my kind of plan for this episode, even though it's going to be very kind of laid back and chill, I still have a brief little plan for you all. I'm going to start with dramas that I have recently finished watching and and kind of let you know some final thoughts on those since I probably have not done a final impression on them or maybe I haven't even talked about them at all um, and so maybe this is my my one and only time I'm going to get a chance to talk about them so I'm going to start with those and then I'm going to go into dramas that I am currently watching and some of these are brand new some of them are finishing soon so I'll kind of update on the ones that are finishing soon how I still feel about them and then I'll definitely go into detail about some of the new dramas I started and when I say going into details, I'm going to go into some details. I want to do like a weird kind of rushed first impressions for a couple of dramas in this episode. So I'm going to do a quick kind of, you know, fast and dirty <laughs> um, recap of the first couple episodes of some new dramas I just started. And then I'm going to finish up with dramas that I am watching, but I'm a little unsure about, you know, still kind of like, mm, what's going on with this one? And then I'm going to also talk about any dramas that I'm still desperately trying to get started on, but it's, or just excited to get started on. Um, but we'll see how they all fit into the grand plan of dramas throughout the rest of June into July. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into those first dramas that I said I recently finished and I kind of wanted to say something briefly about them. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was Love All Play. So I did do a first impressions of Love All Play. Um, and I, 
I don't even know what to tell you about Love by Play. In my first impressions, I told you that I was a little unsure about um, kind of some of the side characters. I understand, you know, a lot of their purpose or their role in the drama, and they were kind of taking a lot of focus off of the main, which, you know, seemed to be the bread and butter of this drama. And I kind of still stand by that <laughs> because. I absolutely adored Love All Play and the end of it, um, by the end of it. And what I loved most about it was definitely the main couple. The main couple was, um, the characters were named Pak Tae-Yang and Pak Tae-Joon. And the actress, main actress was Pak Joon-Hyun or Joon-Hyun. And then Che Jong-Kyop was also our kind of male lead in this drama. And when I tell you, they had all the chemistry in the world. They were adorable together. Like every time they were on the screen together and they weren't, you know, fighting, <laughs> they made me swoon. They were absolutely adorable. Um, the Taejun character, um, <laughs> I said this in my first impressions, he he knew what he wanted right out the gate with her and he kind of laid it out pretty early on in the drama and I thought that was going to get a little boring I was like well you know they kind of already put it up front you know I thought it was gonna it wasn't gonna be so much of a slow burn I thought it was gonna be like oh they're together I'm a little bored of their relationship not at all they took their time still with forming their relationship or I mean well yes forming their relationship because of some of the kind of forces that were trying to keep them apart. So it was still a long game relationship, um, but they knew they liked each other from the very beginning. And that was so wonderful to watch throughout the whole drama. So I, 10 out of 10, one of my favorite couples thus far this year, um, definitely would be in the category of best couple <laughs> for me. Um, not saying they are my best couple because I might have someone else there, but um, I definitely think they were my one of my favorite couples that I was watching. Um, and I think watching that drama, was it was worth it to watch this drama just to see their little relationship. Definitely worth watching this drama. But to say that, it wasn't the only good thing about the drama. I ended up really getting into some of the kind of supporting characters and I kind of enjoyed the badminton um, aspect to it because it's a sports drama. So I ended up really, really liking that. Um, I also, I felt like there was a character which was the sister of um, Taejoon played by Park Ji. Um, actually, I said, no, Ju Hyun. Okay. And her name is, I'm sorry, the actress name is Ji Hyun. So we had two actresses. One is Ju Hyun and one is Ji Hyun. <laughs> so I bet that was confusing. Um, but Ji Hyun, um, the actress, she played um, the Taejun character's sister and she was a big driving wedge between the, the couple. And I could not stand her in the beginning. Her and her mother, which is Taejun's mother, could not stand those two because they were doing their darndest to keep those two apart. Um, and there was some, you know, in the beginning you thought there was some reason, you know, validation for it. But at the end of it, it was there was no real reason why they were being so gung-ho um, against the Taeyang character after what she did was an accident and all of that. So it was so annoying watching them torture this young girl um, and the love of her life. <laughs> it was torturous, but it all ended up okay. I mean, it took the entire drama for it to end up okay, but it definitely ended up okay. And I was able to forgive everybody um, and move on. But I definitely would say 
you know, I en ended up enjoying the drama as a whole, even though in the beginning I wasn't too sure. I will say the other side couple in the drama, the um, Jung Kwan and Yumin characters, their relationship, I could take it or leave it. I could just take it or leave it. I mean, I thought they were funny at times, it's at some point, but I wasn't connected to their, their little relationship. I didn't think it was anything, you know, to write home about. Um, and I kind of, I mean, when they were on screen, it was just like, you know, like... I guess. So that was, you know, I think they could have beefed that up a little bit better, but I know they weren't the main, so that's not the point, but they they had a lot of little, little moments in the drama that I wished had a little bit more substance to it. And then there were some other side characters, like the other team um, members and things like that, that were just fine. So in general, I definitely would recommend this drama but mostly only for the main couple. I thought they were so cute, so adorable. I, like I said, one of my favorite couples of in K-Drama Land this year. And I think it was worth it to watch this drama just for those two. So um, yeah, that's my little final thoughts on Love All Play. Also titled Going to You at the Speed of 493 Kilometers, which is such a long title, but I actually think it's a more beautiful title than the Love All Play title. Um, because it you know it was it made sense in the drama sense so I really did like that but yeah definitely enjoy Love All Play would highly recommend it if you get a chance it is on Disney Plus which I know some people are struggling with kind of the logistics of getting into Disney Plus if you listen to my first impressions of Love All Play and um, I in Bloody Heart I talked about both of them on Disney Plus and if you listen to that episode, I kind of give you some insider information about using a VPN and which VPN to use, which is ExpressVPN, um, to get access to watching um, Disney Plus in your country if you're not in a country that has K-dramas on Disney Plus because most people don't. <laughs> and so that is something I kind of fill you in in that episode. And I also have a link, um, affiliate link to with ExpressVPN. So if you need to use, you know, get a little deal, I got you. You can find it on my Instagram and my kind of link um, in, the, in my little bio. But anywho, let's move on to the next drama that I recently finished that I want to kind of give you some thoughts on. So this is a drama that I actually did not do any kind of episode on. I didn't talk about it in any first impressions or anything like that. Um, I just kind of watched it, you know, under the radar. But the drama was from now on Showtime. And it was starring um, Park Hae-jin. He played a character named Cha Chung-woo. And then it also had Jin Ki-ju in it. And she played a character named Go Sul-hae um, and they were, they were one of them the Cha Wu character was a magician a magician and then um so, hey, she was a police officer and they ended up in, in you know, enthralled in this kind of wild ride that is <laughs> from now on Showtime. And I have to say, I ate this drama up. I mean, I got a big bowl of it and I just got a big spoon and I just stuffed my face with it. I adored this drama. It is definitely kind of on the 
rom commy side of things. Very funny moments. Super, I mean, laugh out loud moments throughout this entire drama. The main couple, which is the Cha Wung and the Sohei characters, they're that couple. They are so funny together and they're so cute together. Um, loved it to pieces. But the real like joy that is this drama which is about this magician who actually doesn't have, um, isn't actually a great magician. He actually just uses these tricks um, by um, being able to communicate and and speak to ghosts. And he uses ghosts in his, um, his his acts, in his shows. And of course, no one knows, no one else can see the ghost. So he is able to pull off these grand, you know, um, sets, um, magic sets with with no one knowing how he's able to do it. And the three ghosts, he considers them his employees. They work for him and he considers them, you know, like these are my employees. And there's three ghosts and it's um, one young, once a younger girl and she died when she was in school. She had actually been born um, with a with a disease that, you know, had kind of paralyzed her. So she was basically, you know, always dealing with that. And when she died, she was in school studying, but couldn't get out of the fire in time. And then you have another character who used to be kind of like a gangster and he died in the being trying to get out of the gangster lifestyle. And then you have an, a, a father who ends up dying, um, working late at night in a car accident. So these three, you know, people who, you know, end up passing away and are ghosts, they are not um, ascending to nirvana just yet. And so they are on earth um, and working for this magician. And their relationship with um, the Cha Wung character is just one of the best parts of this drama. They are a found family kind of setup, And so it was so lovely watching them interact. They, they, were, they were mean to each other. They were nice to each other. They were funny with each other. They were so, so cute, all of them together. And then the soul head character, when she gets involved in and everything, she can't see them in the beginning of the drama, but she um, still is aware of them because she believes that they're there and she gets to see a lot of things that they end up doing. So that makes her believe. And so it's really nice to see that um, she kind of joins in. And so it's another kind of like little person that they connect with. And I just loved it so much. So in the end of the drama, of course, they work towards the end of like they they have to ascend to Nirvana. Um, and so it was one of the saddest, like it, for the drama to have been so funny and lighthearted, there were so many like sad, touching, moving moments. And there was a little bit of darkness and evilness in it. And so it was just really all around a a blast of a drama. I would highly recommend it. Um, again, it, I mean, it's, it's not that the writing was anything amazing or superb, but I did like the concept of these, this magician using ghosts to be, you know, a, a famous magician. Um, and then there's this kind of historical aspect to it where they basically, um, Cha Wung character and Soul Hei character knew the, knew each other in the past. And, and so this is kind of like um, them meeting again in a new, uh, different, you know, lifetime. So that kind of got pulled in towards at some point of the drama. And all of that was all still good to me. So I thought that was going to be a little draggy, but it wasn't. So just all around, I don't know who did this drama, but they just did a really good job. And I was very impressed by like, like I said, there's so much silliness to it. And it seems like a little 
you know, weird in the beginning, but it ends up working out and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I would definitely recommend it if you want something that's light, um, as far as like funny and lighthearted with a little tinge of darkness and a tinge of, 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 of sadness. It all works together in this one. So that was from now on Showtime. Highly recommend it. Super adorable. Glad I watched it. Um, so let me now talk about a drama that's coming to a close soon, but I am still currently watching, but it's getting close to the end. So I thought I would go ahead and talk about it. So Bloody Heart, I also a drama that I talked about in a first impressions. It was in a kind of double feature episode with Love All Play. And when I originally talked about this drama, I was, I'm going to be honest, unsure <laughs> if it was going to be something that I really wanted to stick it out with. Um... I love Segu dramas. I love historical dramas. I love them. And I like to always have one, you know, on my table at all times. And so this one was the only one I kind of had in my line of sight. So I was like, okay, I'll watch it. But I ended up really, really, really getting into the drama. Again, I don't know if this is my favorite historical drama I've ever watched by any means. I don't think so. Um, But I definitely can say that there's something about this drama that does draw you in. Um, and I, I don't know if it's necessarily performances, but I definitely would say it's this kind of, um, I don't know. It just like, it seems like it really knows itself. I don't know if that makes sense, but the drama definitely has a lot written into it that on the surface we don't really see. Um, but as the story continues to show itself, you're like, oh my gosh, that was happening this whole time. I didn't even notice that yet. You were, paying attention the whole time so I like I like that's kind of like underlaying of like there's this hidden story going on that we're not actually seeing on the surface and then when it comes to our our site um in the drama we're like oh my gosh that was happening that's what that's what's happening it was it's so much it's there's a lot of excitement to it so I definitely feel like that has happened a lot in this drama for me and so that is what keeps me watching it every single week. And I think that's an impressive thing to do because in the beginning, I wasn't really sure. And I'm going to tell you, it was really the, um, Ejun is playing, um, the disposed king. I'm sorry. He's playing a king, um, Ite, and he's in opposition to everybody (laughs) as most, you know, kings in these kind of period pieces are. They're always, you know, getting against the world. Um, but his character, I was really, I was unsure about, and I'm still technically unsure about it, but he was very stagnant. I think that's what I said or something similar in my first impressions. I just felt like he was a robot in a way. And then I was hoping that I would get to see this kind of underlayer of his character, but he kind of just this like, I mean, he's pretty flat lined for me and I don't know if I really enjoy his character that much, but like I said, there's so much else going on in this drama that keeps me, you know, coming back that I can excuse his, his character, but I definitely think, um, it could have been so much better had I liked that character or they would have done a little bit more with his character, um, but it's not, it's not quite there. It's not quite there. There's some other characters though that are really, really good. And, and you can tell they've done quite some, you know, they've been working on those, but for some reason he's the lead and it's like, yeah, you didn't, you didn't do much with his character, did you? (laughs) And I'm not trying to be, you know, mean, but it's, 
you know how I am with my characters. I'm very judgmental, I'm gonna be honest, and it's not the best. But like I said, there's a lot going on in this drama that keeps you entertained and coming back for more. And there's a lot of you know palace intrigue that is really, really good. And it has you on the edge of your seat by the end of the episode. So I can't really fault this drama. I really can't be mad at it. Um, but it is, you know, and it, uh, it's a Seguk, it's a historical drama. So if you're not a big fan of them, you're probably not gonna like it for sure. Um, but if you do, I think it's worth checking out just, just to see some of the twists and turns that this drama has. But that is Bloody Heart. Um, and let's move on to dramas that I am currently watching that just started. And this is where I said I want to do kind of like a little first impression recap of like how, what's going on in the drama, what I'm thinking about them, that kind of thing. So first one I actually want to start with is Yumi's Sales Season 2. I cannot tell you how overjoyed and excited I am for Yumi Sales Season 2. I loved the first season. I loved it to pieces last year. Um, If you heard me talk about it at all in any of my episodes for it last year, you would know I... I kept saying how much Yumi, I related to her so much. I love the slice of life aspect to this drama. I just, everything about it. I loved her relationship in the first um, season. I love that they brought in a second male lead with the Yu Bobby character. And he ended up being, you know, just as much as a viable option in the first season. And so for him to be in this, you know, lead in the second season makes total sense to me. And yes, I do know it's based off of a original, you know, a, a webtoon or webcomic. So the story is already written. It's already there. And I don't know it. I have not read the webcomic and I chose not to do so at you know, since I started watching Yumi, I was like, I'm going to wait and just watch Yumi sales. Um, and I've been avoiding spoilers on purpose because I don't want to know what happens at the end of the webcomic. And I want to just watch it and play it, let it play out. But even with that story already being kind of laid out and you can tell that they're doing it justice and it's a good story. So they're not going to, they don't have to work too hard with telling a good story, but the, just the, it's just the chemistry that is built into the this the show is just phenomenal because in season one it was amazing <laughs> with um the you know guwang character with um yumi they were so cute together they were adorable loved in the pieces so then when they broke up at the end of season one spoiler alert <laughs> when they broke up at the end of season one you know and i i wasn't sure i wasn't sure how i was gonna feel however the beauty of season one was that they had already introduced the you bobby character and in introducing him they had already kind of positioned him as another kind of love interest option for yumi and so it kind of created this kind of love triangle scenario in the season one without ever getting to a love triangle situation so that was really you know respectful to her relationship with um guwang but at the start of season two obviously you know she's yumi's getting over her breakup she's moving on she's dealing with that and they do a beautiful job of using her little sales that we love to watch they are so freaking hilarious but you know we they use a they do some great metaphors with 
her kind of dealing with a breakup and what it feels like to get over a breakup and growing from a breakup and, and being a little bit stronger at this next round of breakup because you know in season one she has struggled with her kind of horrible ex so this was like her dealing with a breakup again but she you know bounced back a little bit better (laughs) so that was wonderful to show like what that kind of looked like um and then you have her moving on and her co-worker you bobby is just so happens to be there and from season one we already knew he had he was very interested in her so we get to see that very early on in episode one that he is like hey just so you know i'm checking for you let me know (laughs) if you want to go so do something with this and she originally is kind of like no no thank you um in these first two episodes but obviously we know yumi we know yumi she changes her mind you know she's she's human right so i definitely am excited to see her explore this relationship with the Yubabi character. I love Kulong. I loved him and um, Yumi together. And I also love Yubabi. So I'm not disappointed either way. So I don't know what that means for, you know, her, you know, Kulong, her, I'm sorry, her Kulong character. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, if he's going to come back, again, don't spoil it for me. If you already know how the webcomic goes, don't spoil it for me. I have no idea. So I don't know if he's going to come back into the picture or what. But with her and you, Bobby, I'm more, I'm already so invested after just two episodes. And I've been waiting patiently for the next episode. But I just, like last time, like last year, one of my favorite things to watch in the week was Yumi Sales. And I think it's another case of every week, one of the things I'm looking most forward to will be Yumi Sales. So mm, love it to pieces. It's perfect. I wouldn't change a thing about this drama. I wouldn't, I don't think they could, could do it any better. I can't wait to continue watching this drama. And I don't have anything else to say. That's also why I'm not doing uh, like a first impressions or anything like, you know, first impressions of season two or uh, any kind of thing, because at the end of the day, you know, my love for Yumi sounds, you know, I think it's a masterpiece. It could do no wrong in my eyes currently. If it does, I'll let you know if it does, but I can be honest with you. I don't see it disappointing me. (laughs) I really don't. So I'm just, just know Yumi Sells 2 is already one of my faves. Already one, two episodes in and I'm already in love. Uh, I feel like I'm falling in love all over again with Yumi Sells. Like Yumi is falling in love all over again, but with you, Bobby. Like that's how I feel watching season two. Um, so definitely just had to shout out Yumi Sells. Loves it to pieces. It's already one of my faves it's already one of my faves um so yeah so that's my little quick a little talk about Yumi Sales I probably won't say much more about it um because just know I'm enjoying it and I'm loving it but if it changes if something happens and I'm just like Yumi Sales sucks I'll come back and say that too but I don't see it doing me dirty I really don't at all (laughs) but um but yeah let's move on to another drama that I kind of want to talk about because okay okay let's talk about this so Insider with it's the kind of um K-drama return of Kang Hanru who I 
adore to pieces. I love him in most of everything I've ever watched him in. He can do no wrong for me, I'm going to be honest. So knowing that this was going to be his, you know, kind of drama return, I was ready to go, ready to go. Um, And I was just so excited. So what I wasn't sure about at all was kind of what this drama was about. And so I was going into it blind. I know by the, you know, little cover, you know, sorry, poster image, it looked like he was in jail. And I was like, okay, I'm not, I don't feel like I've watched many <laughs> prison dramas or dramas that are set in prison. So I was kind of like, I don't even know what I'm going to think about this. Um, but this is a story of revenge. So I'm here for it. It also is a lot of, about um, kind of like police and law. So again, I was like, okay, that's enough. Say less. Um, but let's talk a little bit about just what I'm thinking after watching the first four episodes of Insider. So the main character played by Kang han is Kim Yohan. And if you know that that character name, Yohan, I have a strong attachment to. And if you know, let me know why. Let me know. If you know, if you've been listening to me, you'll know Johan. Um, but anyway, so I was already like, okay, Kim Johan, but he is a, like a judicial apprentice. And so he's basically trying his best to, you know, in his, and kind of graduating and becoming, I guess, established in law. So that's what he's been working towards. Um, and when we meet him, he's basically kind of on a little stealth stealth undercover gig where he's at a gambling house and he is, you know, playing poker and not poker, he's playing um, Ghost Stop, but you know, they're gambling and he's there to, to investigate somebody, this kind of big wig that, you know, I don't even know, um, really who he is yet after four episodes I know he's one of the bad guys and we're trying to get to him um but he's like his name is chairman Young Jun so he is you know after this guy and he's working with two kind of um prosecutors one prosecutor is um Mo Jin Hyung and the other prosecutor is No Young Kuk both of them are used to know his father who was also a prosecutor so he's kind of following in his father's footsteps a little way um but one of them the young group character ends up dying i think in the, like the first episode and it seemed to be you know plotted or you know there's a there was a something you know fishy or suspicious about his death and the other prosecutor he's also quite suspicious but he kind of makes the claim that he's there for johan he's going to help him um, but he needs him to help him with this kind of insider investigation inside of a prison. So he's like, I need you to basically go to jail and meet this guy because this guy has a video that of like, he has footage of something that's going to help us beat, um, the, the, the guy, what's his name? Chairman Young Jun. So he's like, you have to go into jail and find out where that guy is in prison and get that, that footage. So the Jin Hyung character convinces Johan to do this. Um, and in the process of doing that, and he's like, you know, you're going inside, you know, so I have to hide, you know, you know how it is when they go undercover, they kind of hide away their identity. And so nobody kind of can find who he is in the actual law system, but but they, the people who put him in know who he is. But the minute he gets into jail, 
the Jin Hyun character is approached by another kind of bad guy. I think another prosecutor in the prosecutor's office situation. And he ends up kind of erasing Kim Yohan from the system. So he's just in prison now. He's just this nobody in prison. And that's where the story really begins. Because now we're in prison with this Yohan character who is actually finding out that the prison system the way that he is what the prison that he's in right now runs its own kind of gambling house so he basically finds out that that's who's running the the show the person who's winning all of these games is the head of the prison so he has to kind of work his way up to take over that prison so he ends up learning the skills and that's where we are in up to episode four him learning all of the ways to play, uh, I think it's Texas Hold'em, Texas Hold'em, um, poker or whatever. So he's basically learning poker and how to basically rise to the top so that he can be the top of this prison and take over. And it's through gambling. And I don't know what it is, but after just the first episode, I was immediately hooked. I love a gut revenge because he also, you know, there's some other things that happen that leads him to want to, you know, get out and and avenge some things but I love it I love it I love it I also love because he's put in a position like prison which is just life or death at a lot of points for him and so watching him struggle through just surviving in prison but then also now learning how he can actually thrive in this prison it's just so so good to watch always I love this kind of like you're the underdog and you're about to take over kind of storyline. And that's where we are with the Johan character. Like he is fighting his way tooth and nail right now. And, but I can see how this is going to end up leading him to kind of taking over. Cause that's what he's been told. Like if he takes over this prison, he can, he can take some people down and get his revenge. And so that's its plan. So I'm excited to watch this drama. I'm only, like I said, four episodes in and I'm in love with it. So this is another drama that Every week I look forward to watching because I'm like, it leaves you on those cliffhangers. It's like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? And I don't really know. And another thing I like about dramas like this is that I don't know what's going to happen. Like I have no clue where we're going to go, where we're going to end up with the story. And so whenever that's the case, I'm in for it. You, you got me because now I don't know what to expect. And every week I'm like, okay, what's going to happen now? And I just love that feeling with drama sometimes. And sometimes it's okay when it's predictable. You're like, okay, I know this is going to happen and this is probably going to happen. And then they get together and it's adorable. Right. And then there's other times where it's like, I want something to have me like, you know, hanging on every word the character says. I want me to be really Really looking into kind of trying to solve the case with them. You know, I like that. I love that. And Insider is definitely that. So uh, right now I'm in love with it. I don't really know what it could do to like to go south because like I said, I don't even know what's going to happen. I have no clue. I mean, obviously he needs to get his revenge, but other than that, I'm like, I'm, I'm just here for the ride. And it's so far, it's a pretty brutal, gruesome, bloody ride, but I'm still here for it. <laughs> so yes, definitely a very bloody and gruesome drama. We're in a prison. They're beating, killing people all the time. But, you know, hey. I don't mind it sometimes. I don't mind it. I don't. Um, but yeah, so that is Insider and it's starring, um, like I said, Kang Hong-nul, his return to K-drama land um, as a lead. And he's playing a character named Johan. 
And if you know, you know. (laughs) All right. So that was Insider. So now I want to talk about another drama that I'm currently watching and that I did not think I was going to watch, but here I am. So the other drama that I watched, that's a lie. I said I didn't think I was going to be watching it. That's a lie. I had to watch it because one of my favorite actors is in it. And if you know, I have... I have a list of favorite actors. I don't, I've never shared that with anybody really, but I can tell you the one in two spots. <laughs> I'm serious. I have a favorite a K-drama actor and then I have a number two and I don't even want to put them in this like as well, my favorite K-drama actor. No, like they're one of, they're my favorite actors, like in general, like out of the span of just acting across different, you know, cinema and and, t- and TV, it doesn't matter. Number one is Gong Yu. Don't be surprised. Love him to pieces. He's one of my favorite actors. Um, that's that's for number one, Bay. But number two, favorite actor, number two, Bay, is and don't don't act surprised, but it's actually Yo Jin Gu. I've been following him since he's been a child, and he has been one of my favorite actors since then. No, seriously. As a child actor, I used to think this is one of the most talented kids I've ever seen in my life. I was like, I don't know what is going to happen for him in the future, but him as a child, he is top tier. And so I've been following him since then, and he's never disappointed me as far as his acting. Never, ever, ever has he disappointed me with his acting. Maybe some of the dramas he's been in, but never, never never in acting. Same thing with film. He is amazing. I mean, just top tier. Um, so I was really excited to see him in a new drama. So I was going to watch Link Eat Love Kill. I had to, I had to, but I was nervous about, this was before I figured out Disney Plus. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch it, but I am watching it. Um, and I, four episodes in, and I gotta be honest with you, I kind of love this drama and and I'm, I don't know why because it's like such a weird drama. <laughs> I kind of love it but I'm also slightly kind of like why is it so weird? It's something just so weird about it but it's not like bad you know but it's something weird. Um, but let me just tell you a little bit about the drama and then maybe you'll see what I mean by like it's a little weird. So Link Eat, pray, I'm sorry, eat, pray, love, eat, love, kill. So it is actually um, starring Yo Jin Gu. He plays a character named Un Ge Hoon. And then we also have our um, our female lead is Moon Ka Young, Ka Young, and she plays No Da Hyun. And so Ge Hoon, he is a very kind of prominent, famous chef. And he, when we meet him, is basically, you know, working his restaurant, doing what he needs to do. You know, like I said, very successful, great at his job. He's a wonderful chef. But he suddenly has these periods of extreme emotions that seem to come suddenly out of nowhere. He doesn't know, you know, where it's coming from, but he can get really, really sad and start crying. He can start laughing hysterically at things, just just randomly in the middle of serving, you know, a dish. And obviously this starts to kind of like 
you know, people start to catch on at, you know, who he works with in the kitchen. They're like, okay, this is weird. Um, and then he goes, you know, he's like I said, he's a famous chef. So he'll go on kind of TV um, and, and do little segments. Also, it happens to him randomly. He'll have these kind of laughing, you know, fits or these crying fits, and he doesn't know what to do with it. He has no control over it. It just happens randomly. Um, and he mentions in the very beginning of the drama that this used to happen 18 years ago with his twin sister. So he could feel her emotions all at random points. And whenever she was in distress or, you know, extremely upset, he could feel those moments. He can feel them. And it just comes on suddenly. So they will call it like telepathy, you know, telepathy that, you know, maybe twins have. Um, and, but the, however, that stopped um, because at some point his sister, he believes was killed. We don't really know if his sister was killed, but as a child, um, he loses her randomly on the street and they look for her, her, you know, him and his parents and they can, the whole town that he lives in looks for her and they can't find her. And because he can feel his, her emotions during this time where she's disappeared, he is feeling her, you know, afraid. He can feel her fear. And then all of a sudden he can't feel anything. And that's when he feels that's when his sister died and he knows that's what happened to her. However, now as an adult, a famous chef, he starts to have these same things that used to happen with his twin. So he's like, what is happening? I know my sister is dead. Like, why would I be having this experience again? And then we end up finding out who he's having this experience with. He is quote unquote linked to a character, the, the no, I'm sorry, no Da Young character played by Mu Kang Young. And she is a young woman who is struggling to just survive, support herself. She's hiding the fact from she's hiding from her mother that she's basically jobless. She's working kind of like part-time gigs behind on all her rent, her, her bills. She can't pay it. And she's just struggling and she keeps hiding that from her mother. But she ends up running into our famous chef at some kind of part-time gig that she's working. And when she meets him, he's really kind to her and, you know, whatnot. But of course, she doesn't know that he's having these experiences of like these waves of random emotions at random times. But he starts to kind of catch on that it may be her that he's having this connection with. Um, and, you know, they, of course, don't know for sure, in the first couple episodes, first two episodes, but he is kind of like, could she possibly be my twin sister that I lost when she was young? You know, he starts to think that she may be his sister. And in the process of thinking that, he starts to kind of take care of her. And I don't want to say just take care of her, but he starts to look out for her. And as a brother would do, a sister. However, our Dai Young character, she gets wrapped up in a situation where she has this kind of stalker guy from one of her jobs who has become completely obsessed with her and believes that they're dating when they're not. He has an Instagram full of photos of her, like that he's taken, you know, secretly of like while she's working and he's like posting like, oh, look at my girlfriend. Isn't she beautiful? And it's like, she has no idea he's doing this. Um, but one day, he, you know, she ends up moving back home with her mom after her mom finds out she's she's been struggling and and she ends up running into him because they kind of are in the same town and he is 
confused why she's not receptive to the fact that like they're dating. He tells her like, You're, "We're dating. Why would you smile at me if we're not dating?" He honestly believes that they're dating, and she's like, "No, we're not." So he ends up t- attacking her one night, and in the process of attacking her, she ends up killing him. After killing him, her mother and her grandmother, who she lives with, helps her dispose of the body. <laughs> and how they dispose of the body is that they end up putting his body in a refrigerator that is outside of a restaurant owned by the gay hoon character who lives whose restaurant work is right across the street from her from her home and her mother's restaurant. Um, and so when that process happens, you know, he takes his fridge and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa he's going to find the body. So the whole story starts to be them having to get into his restaurant and get into that fridge to get the body out of the fridge. <laughs> One day they go in there, they go in to find the, to finally get into his restaurant to see, you know, to get the body out of the fridge. The Die Hunt character does. And guess what? The body's not there. So now we're at the process of like, where's the body? Is he still alive? Did the body, the guy, was he even really dead? Did he end up walking out of the, the fridge? Or, you know, did someone else remove his body from the fridge? And if so, who did? And it's so weird. Like, it's such a weird trauma because it's like this murder drama tied to this kind of fan, fantastical aspect of this chef who can feel this girl's emotions randomly at any point um, when she's happy when she's sad when she's crying he can feel these emotions but then he also not only you know feels his emotions of this random girl but he also believes that's his long lost sister who he thought had died you know so it's just a lot and then you have her mother and her grandmother who were so in-depth at getting rid of that body that she starts to you know be confused and question like why is my grandmother and mother so good at hiding a body and 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 being kind of like kicking into gear like they've done this before so then there's like this mystery behind maybe her grandmother and her mother then you have the entire town that they live in every person in this town is suspicious they all are kind of maybe linked to um the gay hoon characters missing missing sister from years ago they could be linked to that or they can be linked to this missing body that was in a fridge at one point it's just a lot going on it's super like I said weird there's so many different weird elements to this drama however it's still so good I was in shock by it I was really in shock I was not expecting this to be so good um I love the kind of like the hilarity of her um the Dai Hyung character and her mother and her grandmother they those three together are hilarious they're either running around trying to kill somebody or they're running around trying to to hide a body you know or they're running around trying to you know confess to their sins and and their crimes at the police station they're all over the place those three but then you also have this gay hoon character who's you know taking care of the die young character so much so that she starts to fall for him but he's like don't you dare fall for me because you could be my sister <laughs> um and so it's like that kind of thing for a moment and it's just weird it's just so weird and like i said and all the other characters in the town they are so weird and suspicious and you don't know who is doing what or who you know who's the evil person who's not the evil person who should we keep our eye on they're all suspicious and i'm gonna be honest initially when i started watching this um the first two episodes i definitely it reminded me of the killer shopping list it had a very similar vibe with the mystery with the murdering you know with this kind of 
you know, maybe there's a killer lose kind of situation, but also the a young actress who's in the killer shopping list is also um, in this. And so she's such an amazing little actress. So seeing her again makes me think of the killer shopping list, but overall, and also this kind of everyone is suspicious kind of, um, kind of segment where you just like the killer shopping list, they had to basically rule everybody off at this, you know, who lived, who worked at the shopping, um, mart. They had to rule everyone off as far as like, they were the suspect who were, who was like going around murdering people. And it's kind of similar in this drama where everyone in the town is suspicious. Like every one of them could have been involved in the murder or the, the missing, you know, body, like anyone could be involved in that. And so that is really fun. And I always like that kind of mystery of like who done it kind of thing. Um, and you're like second guessing everybody. I love it. I'm, I'm so, it's so much fun. Um, but I definitely also really do like the gay hoon and the die young character individually and together. They are so adorable together. Um, just in the general sense, but then also individually, Daehyun is hilarious. Like I said, her and her her mother and her grandmother running around town, they are so hilarious. And then the Gae-hoon character, he's so sweet, but he also, it's like, um, and he's super smart and he's a little weird too because he has this these little outbursts of like sometimes he's crying and he doesn't know why well he does know why by now he, he knows why you know he knows you know he's crying he's laughing um and he's still like pretending like he's just a normal person and it's like come on like you're weird you have to admit you're a little weird <laughs> but either way just an overall great little drama that I was not expecting to be so good I'm really really into it um so if you can get access to watching this one I think you will not miss out and like I said we don't know there's so much mystery to it um but it's still very light and fun. Um, I mean, not light, light, because it deals with some pretty heavy things as far as like the kind of the stalking and the domestic abuse. Like that is really serious, heavy stuff. Um, so it's not that it's light hearted or anything like there's some darkness to it. Um, there's a lot of darkness to it, but there is, there's something really funny about this drama. And like I said, it reminds me a lot of the killer shopping list with you, which, you know, I loved. So I'm having a good time with this one for sure. And that was Link Eat, Love, Kill. I want to always say pray, love, but it is Eat, Love, Kill, which makes sense because the link is their connection, this kind of weird connection that they have where he can feel her emotions and then eat. He's a chef, love, they're going to fall in love and then kill. She killed some guy or did she? We don't really know anymore. <laughs> but yeah, so definitely enjoying that one and only four episodes in, but I would highly recommend it right now, even at this point. So another drama I want to talk about that I just started, only two episodes in, so this is kind of a first impressions too, um, is Jinxed at First. So let me just, let me just say, I'm going to be honest, I was not checking for this drama at all. I didn't have much desire to rush and watch this. I was going to wait until I heard something about it to finally decide if I was going to give it a try or not. But... I, you know, was talking to someone on Instagram, you know who you are, and they mentioned that they had started it and they had immediately kind of fell for Jinxed at first. I was like, oh man, so now I got to go check that out. So that's what I'm saying. You guys, if you come and you, and you let me know you're watching something that you're really into and I'm not watching it and you know I'm not watching it, if you tell me like, 
it's really, really good. You gotta give it a try. Or you just tell me that like, I don't know, but I really like this so far. I'm nine times out of 10, I'm gonna give it a try. And so I thought, you know what? I'm gonna give Jinx that first a try just to make sure I'm not missing out on anything. But originally I was like, I have no desire really to watch this. (laughs) I was gonna be honest. So I get to episode one and it was maybe three, five minutes in and I was immediately hooked immediately. And I'm going to tell you why. This is a a fish out of water story. And I didn't know that, but it's a fish out of water story. And if you know me, you know me. I love me a good fish out of water story, um, which is literally kind of this little mermaid aspect where well, I, I, I don't like to use Little Mermaid as much as I like to use Splash. I don't know if you guys know the movie Splash with Tom Hanks, um, where he finds a mermaid, you know, washed up on shore, and then he ends up you know, falling in love with the mermaid. But the whole thing of like the mermaid character being, you know, washed up on land, having to figure out like, how does this world works? And she's going around, you know, doing all these kind of weird things and all the hijinks ensue because she doesn't know how the world works, that kind of thing. That's literally fish out of water stories. And I really like those. Um, I do know, and I'm going to say this in relation to Jinx at first, I'm going to say this because I know there's a lot of controversy around characters like um, the kind of mermaid washed up to shore kind of thing because she's usually perceived as very childlike, um, you know, really, really young. And she's like, you know, a little ditzy and she's kind of dumb and she doesn't really know what's going on. So she's very vulnerable and anyone could take advantage of her kind of thing. And that is, you know, can be problematic, obviously. So I acknowledge that and I'm aware of that. Um, However, what I really do like about Jinx at first is that the character that is this kind of mermaid-esque character, the E. um, Sulby character, she ends up in kind of the life of a character who is so kind. And so I don't get, and he's kind of boyish and childish a a little bit as well. So I don't get that same dynamic that I feel like you might get in say Splash with Tom Hanks and, um, Oh, what's her name? I can't remember the actress's name now, but like, you know, there was, there's, there's some, you can see the little weirdness there just a little bit. So I don't get that at all from this, from the, from Jinx at first, but let me tell you a little bit about it. Cause I guess that's, would be helpful. So basically, when we start this drama, we're introduced to this kind of historical setting where the king um, basically met a shaman who ends up letting showing him the future. And after showing him the future, he is able to protect himself from being killed. And he takes her in as like his lover. And, you know, she has kids with him. And over time, these men in these wealthy positions, like the king and, and things like that, they harbor the kind of descendants of this shaman while the woman who is able to see the future. So they are not really human. These shaman women, they don't consider themselves human. They kind of consider themselves like, you know, other worldly beings who have this special ability to grab the hand or hold the hand of someone and see into their future. And like I said, because the king in this kind of historical setting is a man of power and he keeps her around to continue to kind of for, you know, 
for the reason of figuring out what's going to continue to happen in the future to kind of navigate his life. She and her, like I said, descendants, they get passed along as if they are um, commodities, as if they are something that you would, you know, pass down to generation to generation. And again, that's not, that's very problematic. These, these, these women, these shaman are not considered people. They're considered like these tools that these wealthy, wealthy, um, very rich men keep um, hidden away. And so when we meet um, our current uh, shaman kind of descendant, she and her daughter, who is Yisu Bi, played by So Hyun, um, when we meet them, they are literally kind of locked away in this mansion of this really wealthy guy. Um, and he is preparing Sulbi for his son. So he's going to pass her down to his son so that he can continue to be as, you know, lucky and successful as he is because he has this, this shaman who he keeps hitting away, who whenever he grabs, you know, she grabs his hand or she holds his hand, he can see into the future. So that's where we are and that's what we meet very early on but the the thing about the Sulbi character is that obviously she's she's on the younger side so she is kind of over it she reads a lot of fairy tales and things like that and they purposely don't let her read other things um so she kind of like you know she can't really learn much about the outside world outside of like the the fairy tales and the children books that they give her but she knows that she wants to marry a prince. She's like, I want my prince. I want my prince. I want my prince. And so one day, um, this this wealthy man, his son, brings over his friends. So him and his friends, who happens to be one of the characters, one of the friends happens to be um, Gong Su Wong, played by Na In Wu. And he's there kind of noticing that there's this like weird secret little space you know, and he's like, what is that? And, you know, he kind of investigates. And in the process of him investigating, she's on the other side of that door. And she can kind of, you know, see him through that door by the way that he's touching the door and she's touching the door. And it triggers somehow the door opening. The, um, the Su Wong character is already heading. He doesn't even see the door opening. He's already leaving. And it's actually not a mansion, I think. It's actually a hotel. And so the wealthy man is like a hotel what are they called mogul i don't know what they're called um but basically they're living in a hotel in like the the largest penthouse of the hotel um and he's on his way out the suwon character and he's like on the phone i think with his mom and she sees him and she's like it's my prince like that's what the sulby character latches onto. she's like that must be my prince i think this is my prince <laughs> and so she starts to leave this penthouse that she's been locked away in with her mother for all of her life and she starts to kind of follow him and once she gets outside you know she actually like gets on the bus with him he notices you know throughout this whole time he finally notices that she like is not she's different um and while he's noticing that he is kind to her he's really really kind to her he doesn't you know he questions everything he's like where's your mom like where are you where are you supposed to be he's he's like did you leave the hotel did you you know i'll take you back you know he's trying to get her back to you know take her back but she just follows him all the way to his uh, mother's place and in the process of following him there she meets his mother and her mother, his mother's really kind to her. So she just has a very kind of lovely experience with this this character and his mother. She, she ends up 
going to quote unquote the amusement park um, because they live not too far from like a carnival setup or a music park setup. So they end up kind of going there. But he's like, no, I'm going to take you back. So he eventually takes her back um, to the hotel where she was, where he found her, where she, you know, where she left. <laughs> but the other thing is that he doesn't get kind of who she is, obviously. He has no idea where where she came from, why she was, you know, that she was even locked up in the hotel. She doesn't get it. He doesn't understand any of that. But in the process of her having this kind of town, night out in the town with this, this prince of hers, they're looking for her back at the hotel. The, the, the wealthy man, his son, all of his people, they're looking for her. And then finally, you know, they're, they're looking for, they can't find her. But all of a sudden she shows up with the Suwon character. He brings her back and he's like, okay, you know, I think she, she lives here, you know? And when he sees who it is that brings her back, he notices that that's one of his son's friends. But then he also sees Sulbi grab his hand and she's holding his hand. When she holds his hand, of course, she can see his future. And the um, the wealthy man, um, he honestly keeps them locked up because no one else should be touching her. He does not want anyone to touch her because anyone else who touches her can then get access to this power that he has, which is seeing the future. So he sees her holding or grabbing hold of the Su Guang character's hand and he slaps the mess out of him, yells at him to take him to jail, says that she, you know, says he kidnapped her and like is freaking out on him. And his son, who is his friend, he is the Su Su Guang's character's friend. His son is Min Jun, Sun Min Jun. He is, you know, begging his father, like, please, like, can you not be that way to him? You know, because he, um, the Suguang character was also had just got a job working for their company, you know, so they're for their group. So he's like, you know, why are you treating him this way? Like, he didn't kidnap her. Like, what do you mean? You know, he was just here with me and my friend, he was hanging out and his dad wants nothing of it. He is livid. He sends the Suguang character away to jail. Not only does he send him away to jail, he also then you know, fires him from the position that he was, he had just got with their company. Not only does he do that, he also sends out someone to kill him and his mother. <laughs> he successfully um, kills the Suwang character's mother. And in the process of Suwang mourning and, you know, letting go of his mother's ashes, someone is also, you know, knocks him over the head to kill him and throw him into the water. He ends up surviving that, luckily, um, and ends up changing his name. And then two years later, he's living a different life, you know? However, the setup of, like, the lengths this this man went to to get rid of this young man who just held her hand once didn't make the connection to her to her seeing the future and any of that and the saddest thing is that when Sylvie holds his hand in that moment before he gets you know drug away to the police station she does see that future we can assume that she saw that his mother was going to die, that he was going to be almost killed. You know, she gets to kind of see that. And he, of course, locks her away again with her mother. And she is traumatized. She is heartbroken. She, you know, she's a totally different, you know, person after that. Um, but he, the, the, the kind of the wealthy man, he eventually 
kind of presents Sylvie to his son and he tells him, hey, she's yours. You need to make sure she's safe, protected. No one can ever look at her, touch her. Absolutely never, ever, ever, ever. Um, And you need to keep her kind of locked away. But obviously his son, he doesn't really look at her that way. He kind of feels a little bad, but he does over the course of the two years, that time that passes. He obviously is, you know, moving up in his position at his jobs um, and his, you know, father's company. And he's, you know, using her and, you know, touching, you know, holding her hand to see into the future. He is using her. But he wants to let her know that he's a little different from his father. But Sylvie doesn't want any parts of it. She just wants to find Su Wong because um, she knows he's not dead. She also, because she saw his future, she knows he's not dead. So she, and this kind of two year mark, comes up with the plan with her mother to make her final, like her real escape to get back out there in the real world and to get back to Su Wong because she believes that's her print and her mother says that there's this one shaman throughout you know history he, she was the only one who was able to kind of survive and live as like a normal person with the love of her life and she doesn't know how but you know it's a mystery no one knows no shaman knows how she was able to do it but she's like Subi, you should try you know you should go and try that and so Subi and her mother you know they come up with a plan and she gets out. So by the end of episode two, well, by the, the start of episode two, Sylvie is, she's out and about. <laughs> she's on her way to Suguang. And when they meet up again, he of course is traumatized by the experience that happened with the Sylvie character. But he also, you can't help but like take her in because she's so, you know, she doesn't know much about the real world. She's such a fish out of water. Um, and she's like, feels like she's an alien um, from out of world, uh, from out of space. So, you know, he can't really push her away too much because she gets into some kind of trouble and he has to kind of swoop in to save her again. Um, but I definitely have to say that after just watching the first two episodes of Jinx at first, I really, really love it. I think it's absolutely adorable. Um, of course, the Sulby character is very much on the Aegyo side of things. So, it's a lot of cutesiness going on. Um, the way she's dressed, where you know she, she, how she acts, her mannerisms is very cutesy, very childlike. But like I said, there's something also very childlike to the Subwon character to me as well. So I don't feel like it's like this man who's like absolutely like you know eyeing her as this little pretty young thing you know I don't, don't want to put that on them at all but I can I know this type of character the Sulby character is one that can be it can it can be it can be a little weird it can get a little weird so I'm gonna admit to that knowing that that could be the case but right now I'm not feeling that that weirdness um or inappropriateness I'm not feeling it yet okay but I will say this and I don't even know if anyone I'm, I'm a weird person because in the second episode, wow, this is two years later, the Su Guang character is living um, in this kind of little weird market town where he, you know, runs the fish market like his mother used to run. And Sylvie, you know, shows up on his doorstep there. He is kind of like trying to figure things out with her. But he also is kind of in like this debt with this place that he works at and lives at with these, um, you know, these debt collector guys and one of them is a character played by Kim Dong-young I absolutely love him he was one of my favorite 
things about Run On last year. If you guys know, that one of my favorite dramas. Um, and he was one of my favorite things about Run On. Um, but he's playing like this kind of, you know, long, you know, debt collector. He he is owed money by the Suwon character. And he is on his tail. Like he needs his money. I need you to pay your debt. I need, you know, he's on him. And so much so that he um, takes the Sulby character from him and kind of like holds her as like hostage to say, hey, you need to come pay me my money. So, and I'll let her go. But in the process of doing that, he messes things up and she gets taken away by some really bad men actually. And he is immediately kind of like, oh my gosh, like he, you know, he didn't want that to happen. He's not a horrible guy, right? But in the process of her getting drug away, she grabs his hand and she holds his hand and she sees into his future and she finds out things about him and she like starts to, you know, tell him this stuff in that moment of like her being dragged away and holding on his hand and he's in shock by the things that she's saying. And then not too long after she gets drug away by these other men, he gets a phone call and everything that she had said to him all plays out right then and there. So he immediately is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know who this girl is, but I gotta, I gotta go get her. So he goes and he finds her, you know, with the bad man and with, you know, um, the Suguang character. He had, you know, fi- he finds both of them fighting these men and he comes in and kind of like, you know, saves them a little bit, distracts the men while they try to run away. But in that little scene, in that whole scene with her grabbing his hand and showing him his future, telling him his future, and then him being like, oh my goodness, this girl, and then coming in and saving them. I was, I was a little like, this is the main story, right? <laughs> this so good. I was like, what if this was the main story? This kind of debt collector, kind of bad guy who meets this, 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 you know, woman who can see the future. Like that was the real story. I mean, I don't know. I latched onto that moment. I'm not going to lie. Um, obviously that has, I don't think that has much to do with anything else in the story, but I don't know. I really like that. And I was a little like, anyone else see this? Anyone else see this? This is the real story right here. But anyway, that was just a little side note, something that happened at the end of episode two that I was kind of like, hmm, hmm, if they decided to do this, I wouldn't be mad. (laughs) I wouldn't be mad. Um, But yeah, so anyway, this is uh, just two episode in. So this is kind of my quick first impressions of Jinx at first. Again, it's um, based, I, th- I didn't say this, but it's actually based off a of webtoon, which it makes sense. Definitely giving a webtoon vibe. Definitely her soupy character is definitely a web comic um, lead for sure. So I, it makes complete sense. And I know that people, um, I want to, I want to, I want to read this one. So I'm kind of interested to see. No, I don't want to ruin anything. So I always say that I don't want to ruin anything. So I'm not going to go ahead. But I definitely uh, can see how that how it's based off of a webcomic for sure. So this one is a very, you know, some people are really going to hate this. Some people are going to really love this. I'm on the more of the love side because, again, I love a good fish out of water story. So it it's great. And the Soupy character is absolutely adorable. Um, so, so, so funny. So cute. Um, and I like the kind of idea of the, the fantastical element of being able to see into the future. I'm loving all of that as well. 
I'm also liking the people who live in the market with um, Suguang. They are all characters, loving them. So just in general, I, I'm it's, this has a nice little setup. Again, it's a little weird if you think too much, if you think too hard about it, it can get really weird. <laughs> But don't think too hard. You know, some some of these dramas we watch, sometimes you can't think too hard about them. While others, you know, you can't help but think harder with them. But this one, I, I don't don't think too hard. Don't 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 think too hard, okay? But definitely first two episodes were pretty 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 darn good. Um but yeah, so that is all the dramas that I'm currently, you know, wanted to talk about and kind of currently watching. I did want to briefly mention dramas that I've already talked about and kind of updated you guys on with a first impression. I want to talk about really quickly Eve. I did a first impression on Eve and I told you there that I was kind of like, it's on my, on the chopping block for me. Episode three was going to be a make or break episode for me. And it definitely did break it for me. I am not currently watching Eve. I have no plans to return to watching it. It is officially dropped for me. However, if anybody's watching Eve and you're farther along the episode four, I did get through episode three into a little bit into episode four. Please let me know if it gets better, if it's getting really good, if I'm missing out, please let me know. But I was done after episode three. So that's my quick update with Eve. My other update is with Why Her. I am on episode five of, of Why Her. And as you know, Why Her and I are mostly okay except for the Gong Chan, Gong Chan character played by Huang Yope. I said I was not sure about his character. I'm having a hard time connecting with his character. I don't I I don't know what's going on and I'm going to be honest, I still don't know. I still don't know what's going on. Episode 5 and I I'm still very unhappy with this character. He's still very much giving me everything I do. I do it for you like that's his character it's like he doesn't have motivations outside of the Sujay character and I that's one-dimensional and I'm not happy with that sorry I love a good you know romantic lead who you know grovels at the feet of his of his woman but this this is a little bit more than that this is and I also just don't have anything else going on with me outside of her and I need something else going on outside of him I'm sorry again the Choi Yung Sung character played by Bane Hyuk definitely has a lot more going on for me there's a lot of mystery there there's some things where he's hiding some secrets and things like that and you know he's connected to the bad guy who's against the Sujay character all of that's a lot a lot interesting a lot more interesting to me um and I just wish they would have gave a little bit more to the Gong Chong character so that I would be wouldn't be even looking at the Yu Song character even I technically would because it's in Hyuk there but you know you know what I mean I don't want to have to be considering him as like well, what about him? <laughs> you know, I don't want to do that. And they're not allowing me to do that with his character right now. So definitely, please, somewhere, give me some more. Give me more to his character besides being in love with Sujay. I love that he's in love with her. Don't get me wrong, but I would love it if he did. He, he loved something else, that he was into something else, that he just had a, a backstory, something, you know, something else going on. I mean, he does have a strong backstory, but it's just not... The, his driving motivation for his life right now it's just her um which technically she is a part of his backstory so I do understand that but it's just still very one-dimensional for me and I might not be explaining it well enough 
but I need a little bit more. Still watching this drama, definitely still watching it because I like the law aspect. I'm liking the kind of the issues with Sujay and the Tegu character, her, you know, her chairman of her law firm. I'm liking that. I do I think that is keeping me around for sure. Just the romance is not, it's, it's a little, it's not doing much for me, but that's okay. If there's other things going on in the drama that I can enjoy, then I will enjoy that. So don't get me wrong. I'm definitely watching this drama. Just still not quite happy with that Long Chan character, but that's okay. It's okay. There's other things I'm enjoying. But um, that is my kind of quick, fast and dirty, me rambling and going on and on about dramas that I'm watching, that I just finished watching, that I just dropped, you know, all of that good stuff. But also there are some more drama starting within like the next week or so that I will be, of course, checking out. So I'll be back for sure to let you know anything about those. But if you know, you know, Alchemy of the Cells. Oh my goodness. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Has it already been released for some people? Because it's not released for me yet. I don't know if that's just me, but I haven't watched it yet. And I am super excited for it. Um, I'm also still going to be watching To My Star 2. That's the, my BL that I will be watching pretty soon. And then um, I feel like there should be one other drama that I'm, I'm looking out for. Can't think of it right now. But in general, though, that, this is, that's all I want to kind of throw, throw at you guys. Um, and I love these episodes because I get to just kind of chat and just tell you what's on my mind, what's happening. Um, and yes, this was another long episode. So forgive me as usual. I'm trying not to be so long winded, but with the ramblings and musing gap, the musings episode and so many dramas to talk about, I, I had to, I had to I take a little bit more of your time than usual. So forgive me, but that's it. That's all I got. That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off. <laughs>